Ladies and gentlemen, this is David Mericatani with another episode of Weighing In, brought to you by USA Wrestling, the national governing body for wrestling in the United States, and by Nike Wrestling. Go to athleteps.com for all of your Nike and USA Wrestling branded gear. Joined by my good friend Mark Ostrander, Grant Turner is in Wichita. Let's start with the Nationals. The NAI Nationals are this weekend. The Junior College Nationals, which is near and dear to our hearts, is this weekend. Yep. And the Women's Collegiate Nationals are this weekend. Yep. A lot of good so, wrestling this weekend. Plus all the, you know, conferences are also Division One this weekend. So, Right. And the D2 conferences were last weekend. Yep. Because Their Nationals are next weekend then, right? Yeah. Correct. What about Correct. Division Three? When's Division Threes? I believe they're on the same schedule as Division Two. Okay. So, because I was in Oklahoma City, and I ran into a buddy of mine, and they were staying because Central Oklahoma was hosting the D two qualifier the next day on Sunday. Okay. I was in there for the state tournament. So, JUCOs will always have a near dear place to your heart and my heart, Mark. You know, I mean, we both wrestled in them, we both coached in them. You won a national title as a coach in there. So, shout out to those programs and. Uh, the rankings have been pretty crazy over there this year. Like at one point, Triton was number one, and now they're not in the top ten. Yeah, as somebody that did the rankings for years in junior college, it's really hard, and it's really hard for two reasons. At least number one is you don't have across the country head to heads, so there's certain schools that just never like a a Nassau may never wrestle a Clackamas kind of thing. I know NEO held a collegiate duels down there, and I think Iowa Central won them, yep. but um, but there's a lot of programs that don't hit each other. And then here's the other thing. A lot of those coaches just don't turn in any data. Like they don't want to be ranked. Well, you know? and another thing, David, a lot of the coaches don't even have a lineup until second semester. I mean, they're wrestling yeah, guys that normally don't wrestle. And then second semester, they're going to see how the kids do. So by middle of February, they kind of have an idea what their kid's going to be able to do. But they just say, hey, it's, we haven't had them ranked all year. Why start now? Right. But it makes – I think it takes away from the credibility of the rankings of the tournament where, like, an 11 seed comes through and or somebody didn't even have ranked. We used to yep. try to do it where we would get one person to rank each region, and then you kind of try to blend them. Yep. So – you know, it's interesting. I look back on it. Doing that probably gave me a lot of background for doing the rest, the rankings alongside you for track because there's more. It's easier to find data points in Division One, there and there's more head-to-heads and more. Well, Mark beat Grant, and Grant beat David, so Mark has to be above David, kind of thing. So, anyway, so I know GT's getting ready. I spoke to him yesterday, so. Shout out to the NAI programs, the junior college programs, the women national programs. So I got an email from USA Wrestling. I need to read this because this is pretty insanely good. NCAA women's wrestling teams reach critical milestone. National Collegiate Women's Wrestling Championship, acronym NCWWC. Executive Committee announces the success of over 40 programs meeting all their divisional rules, allowing for the consideration of the NCAA to sponsor a national championship in women's wrestling. The NCWWC Executive Committee is pleased to announce that NCAA women's wrestling has successfully met the requirements established for consideration. 
teams across all three divisions report meeting all three divisions report meeting their respective divisional NCA rules required to be considered for an NCA championship sponsorship. This is a quote uh, with the help of our coalition partners, Russell Like a Girl, USA Wrestling, the National Wrestling Hall of Fame, and the National Wrestling Coaches Association. We are proud to share that 43 teams have reported meeting the divisional bylaws. We also want to express our appreciative support to from the NCAA Committee on Women's Athletics, the NCAA staff, and institutional members of that committee for their support of the sport, said Lisa Goddard McGurk, chair of the NCWWC Executive Committee. Finally, I also want to thank the administrators of member institutions who gave of their time to serve on the Executive Committee. Administrators from all three divisions serve on this critical committee, which provide guidance and leadership throughout the process. The NCAA team's presently compete in the NCWWC, which serves as the national championship for all NCAA schools until the NCAA sponsors a championship. Here's what leaders are saying, and there's a quote here from Sally Roberts, Rich Bender, Leroy Smith, and Mike Moyer. Obviously, and these people are all super positive about this. So, you, I mean, this will be on the USA Wrestling website, which is the mat.com. The gigantic news, Mark, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's awesome. I, I mean, I became a big fan the last three years of women's wrestling, watching how hard these girls work, and the technique has gotten so good. They're very competitive all over the world. Uh, I'd say the only team that really outperforms us on a regular basis is Japan. So, And I think we're making strides there. So, yeah, it's great to see it happen. Yeah, I was with Terry Pack. Mm-hmm. You're you're probably actually friends, better friends with Terry than I am because you coach together. I was with him at December at the Wonder Woman tournament, which has like 550 girls wrestling in it, and he's starting that new college in, in Beatrice, Nebraska, and he was recruiting. And I am, was part of that event and helped them do some fundraising and things like that. And I did the commentary for the semis and the finals alongside Amon Prater. And skill level is really good. Intensity is really good. Uh, I just think more importantly, like there's this thing that came out at Oklahoma State that like they're not presently pursuing a women's team. The more that it gets recognized, the more likely it is that big power five programs will add women's wrestling because it's not a moneymaker right now. Now, to be fair, most men's programs are, are financial loss leaders. We can get in the whole capitalism, socialism of this thing, but in terms of wrestling, men and women should both be given equal opportunity. And the dreams of girls, I mean, when I talk to USA Wrestling, anything below high school we're calling girls and anything college on up we're calling women. So just the terminology. When girls are growing up and wrestling in middle school and high school and Little League and now can see, okay, like I can wrestle at Presbyterian, I can wrestle at Iowa. You know, I can wrestle at all the schools that are really good right now, like King and McKendry and all these other schools. I know Grandview is really good in women's wrestling right now. They might be ranked number one. Uh, Baker, Ottawa, Missouri Valley. I have friends at all these programs. It's awesome. Like we were at the Ottawa duel and the, the women were cheering for the men and the men were cheering for the women. You know, they're going at different times. So I also think it will probably get more people exposed to freestyle earlier, you know, because they wrestle 
freestyle in college in the women's program. So unbelievably good news. Anytime you get a quote from Rich Bender and those folks, you know something good is going on. Uh, very quickly, I did a Matt chat. It's out this week. It's with Joel Kester, who's the, I think it's director of sports. I just call him the Tulsa Sports Commissioner. Um, you you know, I've talked to you several times about Joel off air. Really, really an awesome human being and a doer and a big fan of wrestling. And he really talked about all things Tulsa, like how to get around, where like actual resources if you're going to be in town, uh, the number of restaurants, the number of hotels, shuttles. There's going to be uh, food trucks. There's all kinds of stuff. They're doing pop-up bars. So there's going to be more places to eat and drink quickly. Uh, I've been in BOK Center the last couple of years for the Big 12s. It's pretty much like Enterprise Center. It's not quite as new as like the Detroit Papa John, or Little Caesars, excuse me, Little Caesars sure. facility. But it's, it's a big circle building that holds about 17,000 people like all the other ones. Yep. So, and they're actually doing things to help out their homeless and all kinds of other stuff. So pretty, it's uh there's a lot to look at there. And then if you have time to break that down and listen to it too. So where do you want to start, Mark? You want to start with uh, allocations? You wanted to go through the allocations real quick and kind yeah. of explain why they got the numbers that they got. So I think that'd probably be a good place before we get into actually the seeds and brackets and things like that at some of the Power Five conferences. Okay, so this is from Seton Hall Pirate. And if you don't know who Seton Hall Pirate is, you should. He does a ton, ton of legwork, puts out an email every week that tells people wherever they are, he does a, a ranking scale. It's all based on numbers, but super deep dive. So this shows you how many in the weight class so, for example, at 125, the cut line was 29 people and a 710 winning percentage, top 29 in coaches ranking and RPI. And so what this shows you, for example, we just use the first one. If you're not listening, if you're only listening to this, go back and watch this. You can see the link. It's wrestlingbypirate.wordpress.com. But, for example, and just because we're not going to do this the whole hour, but just pick one weight. At 125, Jarrett Tremblay and Jack Wagner earned AQs, okay? Now, if you go to the ACC seeds, uh, Jarrett Tremblay is the one, Eddie Ventresca is the two, Jack Wagner is the three, Colton Camacho, et cetera. So the reason why I bring this up is it's not necessarily the seeds within the tournament and certainly not within the same order. Yep. So. If Eddie Ventresca places second, and I'm only using that as an example because he's seated second, he essentially steals Jack Wagner's spot. Yep. Am I making sense, Mark? I know you get it, but yes. am I making sense? Yes. Yep. Okay. So then if that were to happen, and certainly no juju towards either one of those guys, but Jack Wagner, along with everybody else, goes into the pool of folks that haven't qualified. But if you earned the spot, you go to the top of that list. Does that make sense as well, Mark? Yep. Okay. So the probably the main thing to know as I go through this, just scrolling, is Malik Heinzelman is out from Ohio State, which is borderline tragic for a fifth-year senior for that to happen. Yep. Uh, they qualified – Big Ten qualified eight. So 
whoever takes eighth there by definition will get a spot that Malik Heinzelman qualified for. So, um, and then it, I'm going to just scroll through here, see if there's anybody else that's really, they're neither scratch out. So Jesse Vasquez. Okay. So I talked to somebody from Arizona state today, he's banged up. So Yasagiri's wrestling. You and I were in Iowa when the Nebraska Arizona state duel was on. Yep. Yasagiri's ton of freestyle success. Some valiant prep kid. I'm almost positive. And he beat Brock Hardy. So, but he doesn't qualify the spot because he doesn't have enough matches. So the champion there will earn the spot. Am I making sense there? Because they were the only one. Every, that's it. Yes, like the Pac-12 and 141 and the SoCon both have one. So the winner of the bracket, the conference champion, gets the spot. Okay. Uh, Caleb Downing from West Virginia is out at 157. So somebody will get an extra spot there. So I think that's pretty much it. I just wanted people to understand this. So what happens when the conference tournaments are over, they match those up. Like they go, okay, like, hey, Mark and GT qualified the weight, but Mark and David actually wrestled. So, you know, let's say there's 70 wrestlers ballpark and 30 and 29. It's somewhere between 20. Let me can pull this up real quick. I think it's 28 or well, it's 20. Di- it's different at each weight. True. It's different at each weight, but the number is, you know, somewhere between like 27 and 29 in every case, pretty much. Yes. Let's just say it's 28. Then, and there's say there's 73 schools. So the other 45 guys all go into a pool for those last five spots. Yeah. But it then goes to mm-hmm. that gold, silver, bronze, copper qualification. So, and they, and they have the rubric for every single person already. So like the most obvious example would be if you take a number one guy in the country, like a Spencer Lee RBY on down the line, if they were to not qualify, they're going to be the first one in. Yeah. So pretty much those guys have qualified for nationals already. And, you know, unless they like punch somebody or something crazy like that, but based on just credibility, body of work, they're in. As, and I think that's good. I think that's how it should be. Yep. And it used to not be that way. It used to be have these seating arguments and it was kind of crazy. So you and I have both been a part of those. So we talked about Heinzelman being out. The other thing that was interesting is Clay Lout, who we really haven't talked to, uh, talked about all year from North Carolina, who was an All-American last year, is not – he hasn't been in the rankings uh, in the top 10 like he fell out, but he'd been ranked. But he must be hurt as well because he's not even on the roster for the ACC. So that obviously really hurts North Carolina. Yeah. So – I, one of the surprises that I saw was uh, uh, Teske did not get an automatic qualifying bid because Iowa did not turn in his name. Uh, he was ranked in the coaches poll, and he's ranked. He had the two out of the three, but because they did not submit his name, he didn't get one of the spots. Who'd they turn in? I, I think they just left it blank for some reason. I, I think it was probably just a clerical error because they Come would on. want him to have an automatic sit. I'm just telling you what I think it was. 
there's something more to that. Those guys don't make mistakes like that. Well, you wouldn't think so, but they're the, you know, he's the eighth seed in the tournament and they have nine qualifiers. So yeah. So if you're looking at, spot. yeah. So if you're looking at this, what we have up now is the list of how many AQs are from each conference. So for example, if you take the ACC two at 25, three at 33, Four, four, three, 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 five, four, three for a total of 34. So, in some of these weight classes, we'll have to see if they wrestle like a true second or where there's four, if they'll wrestle a true fourth. So, like, I know that that's happened in these other conferences. Like, so for example, in the Big Ten, there's one, two, three, four, five, eight of the 10 weights have nine or more. Okay. So, they're going to have to wrestle. A true ninth. Yes. So I don't know if they'll wrestle a true tenth in that one weight. That'd be interesting, right? Well, I think what's gonna happen is you're you're gonna wrestle for ninth and the guy that or they may not even wrestle, it'll be the last two guys. They'll wrestle to get into that match, then I don't think it really matters. If that well, makes sense. Well, you're talking about the seventh and eighth going to wrestle for seventh and eighth place. So ninth and tenth, once they get the rest of the guys, because there's going to be six guys left out, because there's 14 teams. So you're going to have six guys left out, and they're going to have to have their own little thing going on to get to the last two guys. Well, two of them will already have been eliminated in the first round pigtail wrestle box. Okay. So it'll be four guys. It's just two more guys that feed into that. Yes. Um, seventh and eighth grade, seventh and eighth grade, seventh and eighth place match. So they'll be like, let's say you lose to get in and I lose to get in. We're both technically tied for ninth. Okay. So we got to wrestle for when the, when it takes nine. Correct. But what about 10? They're both in? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, unless they wrestle for a true 10th. I mean, but then that what would stink about that is, you and I would have to wrestle for ninth, and then the loser would have to wrestle another match. So I don't think though. I would guess they wouldn't do that. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. So, one year at the Big Twelves when we were there, they made an agreement they weren't going to do this match, and then somehow they switched it. So, it's fascinating to see. Uh, not shockingly, the Big Ten has the most with 88, followed by the Big 12, 64. EIWA is third at 45. I'm sorry, yeah, third at 45, followed by ACC 34, MAC 23, PAC 12, 18, SOCON 12. Each conference is guaranteed 10 because if you win your conference, you go no matter what. Yep. So – Okay, so we got allocations and and AQ. So, do you want to go from like the ridiculous to the sublime? Is that what you want to do, Mark? Sure, let's do that. Okay, so we will go and pull up the EIWA seeds. We're going to try to do that's a good place to start, David. That's what I said. Start with the ridiculous, right? Let's do it. Okay, so. There's just some things here that don't make sense to Mark and I. Um, some, feel, some. Well, let's talk about it. And I like. Brett, I, I think Brett Unger is going to be a really good kid down the road. I think he's not quite there yet, but I think he's he's a good wrestler. Don't get me wrong. And this is just my opinion. 
but he has lost this year to Patrick Glory, 10 to 2. He's lost this year to Ryan Miller, and he's lost to Harvard this year. And he got the number one seed. Now, I don't know how that happens. It's something about their conference, how they rate kids and so on and so forth, because this isn't the only one. There's a bunch of them. It just doesn't make any sense, David. I'm not going on a tantrum. It doesn't affect me or you. It just is goofy. Well, it does sort of, like, for example, let's say for the sake of argument that Glory should be the one and Unger should be the two. Let's say that's the only discrepancy, okay? Okay. Then let's say the Harvard kid makes the finals, right? Yep. So now he's going to place above Unger and Miller, you know, where if Glory was the one, you know, I mean, there's just a lot of goofy things that can happen here. Yeah. So so there's we feel like there's a big problem at 125. 133 seems right, although Phipps is ranked above McGonagall, and McGonagall's ranked in the top eight in the country. Yeah, McGonagall beat Phipps this year, so I, I, I don't know. Okay. Well, the other thing is this, and but I'm probably making an argument that doesn't exist. I do know that for most conference tournaments, they only count conference matches. So, well, I mean, that's, that's 25. When you lose to the number two, three, and four seed kid, and you're number one, I don't think that's what they go by. I'm just saying, like for example, if uh, let's just pick a guy I know who they didn't wrestle. If Noah Certain had pinned Spencer Lee, that doesn't help him in the Big Twelve seating. The Big Twelve seating is only based on Big Twelve matches. Okay, so I'm just I'm not in any way defending what's going on here in the IWA. I'm not even right, sure what the Let's question. do some more weights, David, real quick. We don't have to spend too much time on them. Okay. I think most of the people listening are going to see what's going on. Cornell is number one at 41. So your boy, oh, Doug Zaff. There's your guy. Oh, Doug, now, now, Doug's had a good year this year. He's He's been pretty good. Uh, Yanni did beat him pretty bad in the duel. So they gave Yanni the two seed, which is really going to make the kid from Lehigh just tickle pink that he gets to wrestle him in the semis. Yeah. So, yeah. Just uh, in the fantasy grade composite websites, Yanni is one and Doug Zaff is 11. And if I'm not mistaken, David, at this weight, they're only allocated two guys. Hold on. Yes, that's crazy. Makes a big difference when you're wrestling Yanni in the semis instead of Doug Zaff. As good as Doug is, probably deserves to be the number one ranked kid in this weight next to Yanni, but you know. Yeah. I, I don't get it. Okay. Uh, I wanted to see something real quick, but give me one second here. All right. 57. Artelona's is over Humphreys. There's another one. Yep. 65. Here's one you got no problem with, right? No, Ramirez because Quincy Monday is ranked fourth, and Ramirez is ranked, I think, seventh or eighth. I think Monday beat him in the duel. So, yeah, I'd say that's about what, right where Princeton wants to be. Yeah, and Quincy Monday should probably be up to the third seed now because Shane Griffith lost in that meet that almost nobody thought was even happening when Stanford wrestled Oregon State. 
yeah. like which was essentially during the bye week. So, okay, Foca, that seems about right. Tate Samuelson, that seems about right. Please tell me Michael Beard's the one seed. Okay, all right. Barely. What do you mean barely? You don't know that. It could well, have been automatic. I'm just going by what the other weights look like. I think it was probably they tossed a coin. Okay, so. and then Yaroslav is number one at heavyweight. So, Which by the way, Slavikowski is transferring up after next year, and I have an a very good authority transferring to a very good Big Ten school. So just good. put that out there ahead of time. Okay, so we'll stop sharing here. All right, let's go to ACC's next. So I think what we should do, Mark, is we'll go through these, and if you pick – Let's just pick if we think it's going to be other than the number one versus number two in the finals. How's that? All right. Sounds good. That feels like it's a lot easier, right? Yep. You want evens or odds? I'll do evens. Okay. Trombley, Ventresca, I will pick chalk. No Same. upset. Okay. Same. Three, who you got? Is it Philippine Latona or do you see an upset? No, I think that would be it. Okay, I, I'm rooting for Kyrene. He's from St. Louis, but Latona has been really good this year. I will pick Cole Matthews. What, should we also pick, I guess, any upsets in the finals? Maybe let's do that. Okay, so I got Trombley winning 25, and I'll pick Latona to win 33. All right, I'll agree with you. On both? Yep. Okay. I will <clears throat> take Cole Matthews over Jack at 41. Okay, I will take Jack over Cole Matthews at 41. All right. You what do you got at 49? I don't know. I don't even know who's wrestling me, but I don't I don't oh, get to see hold it. Hold on. I mean, hold on. I gotta share this tab. Sorry. <laughs> I, I clicked out. My bad. That's all right. Can you see it now? I can. Okay. 149. Hansen Arlona. Uh I'm gonna go Hansen wins it. Uh, chalk. I will agree. So 57, let's do this. I'm, I'll pick O'Connor, but I'll pick Andonian to beat Ed Scott, but that's sort of a match worth picking. And then what we should do is set an over-under on that match. <laughs> yeah, that could be a 22, 23, 24-point Or like yes, four there. and just somebody pins somebody, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so who yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Austin O'Connor, and I'm also going to take uh, Bryce to be in the finals. And you have O'Connor winning? Yes. Okay, you got evens here at 65. So I've seen a couple of these guys, Holden Heller and McCoy and Singleton. I got to commentate all three of those guys. So what do you think here? I'm going to take Heller to win it, and I'm going to put Singleton getting second. <clears throat> I'll take Singleton to win it over Heller. Okay. okay. All right. 74, I think Makai over Faison's a pretty simple pick. Yep. Okay. 84, Heidly, you're, you're going here. Heidly and Bolin, anything? Yeah, I take Heidly and Bolin. I take Heidly with the win. Okay. So 97 sort of the controversial <laughs> match where – this is the match where uh, Trumbull spiked Bonacorsi. Andy Smith beat Trumbull in the duel, which was big for them and winning that duel. Yep. I'll take Bonacorsi over Trumbull in the finals. 
I'm going to take Trumbull over Bonacorsi in the finals. Now, you realize if that happens, like the 97 rankings of Nationals are chaos, right? Well, they already are, if you think. No, they're not. Bonacorsi is the number one because he's undefeated. Okay, but they're still kind of goofy. But I'm saying, who gets – Yeah, it will be a lot more fun. It would be fun if it happens. Let's put it that way. It would be fun to see what they do. If he loses, I think Michael Beard is probably up next, but it'd be interesting to see. Yep. Okay. Heavyweight. Yeah. I don't even know who Nissanbaum is, but it's your pick. Uh, I'm going to take North Carolina State to win it over Nissanbaum. And the big news here is Pitt is not wrestling uh, the kid that. The freshman. Yeah. Dayton. I can't think of his last name right now, but. Okay. So, I mean, we can do the math. Who do you, who you got winning the tournament? NC State, VTech, or Pitt? I think NC State wins it. Okay. All right. Let's go to here. We'll stop sharing. Okay. We're keeping it moving. You want to go Big 12s next? Let's do Big 12s. I'll go in your wheelhouse. You know this better than me. See, so people that don't know this, Mark and I, for years, it's probably the first year we haven't done this, Mark, maybe last year, but we used to pick like all these matches and point spreads and everything else. And I would say over like a thousand matches, you might be up like, uh, I'd say like maybe 510 to 490. Is that fair? Probably. Something like that. <laughs> so, but there was one year where I picked the you were killing me, or it's pretty close. And I went like in the big ten and big twelve semis, I went like 32 and eight or something. So yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, so, it was good for me. Yep. Okay. Go ahead, All David. Right. You're first. All right. <laughs> I think Killing Cardinal is really good. And I think he's going to be the number three seed at Nationals, Mark. Okay. So, I mean, just to talk about that real quick, because we left ourselves enough time here. At 25, the sort of the consensus rankings right now are Spencer Lee 1, Glory 2, Cronin 3, Ramos 4, Barnett 5, McKee 6, Cardinal 7. Cardinal's going to – if he wins, he's going to be undefeated, and he's going to have conference tournament titles. So he's going to have criteria. He's going to have better record and conference title. Now, he may not have as many quality wins. But I also think that the coaches' rankings, like people are going to look at this and go, he hadn't lost anybody. Yep, yep, I agree. Now, he may end up four. They may take the Big Ten runner-up over him. And if that's the case, that kind of stinks for him. Like, you don't you don't want to be four. You want to be six or seven. Yep. You don't want to be away from Spencer. But anyway, all right. So I know Volk. Volk beat certain really bad. So as much as I want to pick certain because he was in my meet and I know him – I'm going to go Cardinal over Volk in the finals. Okay, I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take Volk over Cardinal in the finals. Wow, <clears throat> true freshman. Yep. All right, thirty-three. Pretty sure he's a world. What didn't he win worlds, David? U twenties. Yeah, I think he can wrestle with uh, seniors. Cardinal's really strong, but you're. It's a good point. Okay, so. You've got, what, Biscaglia over Fippen here in the finals? No, no. I got Fix over Redding in the finals. You got Zach Redding beating Biscaglia. He beat him in the duel. 
Okay, I'm just saying. Okay. Yeah. I will agree. I shouldn't with give you. that information out, David. It's kind of confidential. You might not have known that, but I'm going to give it out anyway. <laughs> Fix over Reading. Okay. I will concur. 41. So this is an interesting weight when like Alan Hart is the six seed, right? Yep. So I'm going to take Alirez and I'm going to take, I'm going to take Hart to come out of the bottom. I'll take Alirez okay. to win. I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take Alirez over Happel. Okay. 49. So this is a really sort of balanced way. Tons of close matches here. Um, You're first, right? I'm going to take Pinero Johnson over Mahler in the finals. And I don't even know if he can, he will win, but I want to see that match again because their duel was so phenomenal the way those two went at it. Yeah, and it was 1-1 till it wasn't, right? Yep. You know, so anyway. Um, so I'll go with the same thing. I know Mahler. I like Mahler. His family are dear, dear people. But, you know, sometimes it's hard to beat a really good guy twice like that. All right, 57. Oh, good. This means you get 65. Okay. I will take – Perfect. I'll take Frannick over G. And I concur. 65. Go ahead. I'll take David Carr over O'Toole. Um, Closer? Uh, maybe score-wise, but I don't think there's really ever going to be a doubt who's going to win the match. I think so David I Carr is just a little bit too savvy, and he's just awfully good on his feet. I thought he may have a problem getting away from Keegan O'Toole. We found out in the duel that Keegan O'Toole has a problem getting away from David Carr because David Carr got out within probably eight to 10 seconds and he rode him for, you know, David Carr rode O'Toole for two minutes. So, you know, on his feet, he got taken down twice. I mean, that's a big gap. And I don't think you can fix that in a week and a half. I'm not saying that he, he can't fix it by the finals of the national tournament, but right now I'm going to go with David Carr winning over Keegan O'Toole. So that would be, was going to be my follow-up question. Does, who wins nationals if they wrestle in the finals? I can't tell you right now. I got to watch how this match goes. But we did say at the beginning of the year that we didn't think one guy would win all three. We did, and I said that also. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you I'm picking in the finals. I will agree with you with Carr over <laughs> O'Toole, but I feel like the match is going to be a lot closer. I, I'm sure O'Toole was making adjustments that night, and I'm sure David Carr is too, but it's hard to adjust when you dominate it. Yep. So, okay, 74. So this was interesting because Plot had lost to Mako and he'd also lost to Cade DeVos. But I guess he had enough other quality wins. So I think the wild card here is Demetrius Romero, right, Mark? Yeah. And also but, Runyon. Like Runyon, I think a year ago, pinned Plot in the duel. Yeah. So <clears throat> I'm going to pick Plot to beat Mako. But it wouldn't shock me if Romero beat Monaco, and it wouldn't honestly shock me if Runyon beat Plot. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm leaning. I don't know enough about Sam Wolf from the Air Force Academy. Right. Uh, I'm sure he's probably pretty good, or he wouldn't have got the number three seed. So, <laughs> right. 
I think I'm going to take Sam Wolf against Marco, but I'm going to take Marco. Nah, you know what? I'm going to change that. I'm going to take Demetrius Romero to win it over Wolf. There, there's a kicker for you. There you Three go. There you go. Okay. 84. I have evens. Sure. No, I got evens. You yeah, got you're first here. You're first. Yeah. I'm going to take Kek Kaisen over Coleman. I think they're just yeah. leaps and bounds better than everybody else. Yeah, in this I think so too. Okay. 97. Okay, so this is fascinating, right? Tanner Sloan gets the one seed? Yep. So I don't think he's wrestled Elam or Bastida, right? Uh, not yet this year. Right. So Elam probably would have been the one seed, but he lost to Cerber, and Bastida would have been the one seed, but he lost to Elam. Yep. So those guys loosened to each other. I mean, I guess Elam, Bastida, Cerber is A, B, 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 C, B, D. Correct. And then I think you go, okay, well, Elam and Bastida have a better body of work than Cerber, so Cerber's the four, and then they go head-to-head for the two-three. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to go a little bit off the board just because, like, you picked a fun one there. I'm going to take Elam over Cerber in the finals. I'm going to take Elam over Sloan. Sloan beat Cerber by, I think, seven in the duel, David. I know. It wasn't that close. I know. And he struggles getting he struggles getting out, and Sloan's pretty good on top. Okay, heavyweight. <laughs> so this is an interesting C2 because Doucette just beat Heinzelman, and Heinzelman's two slots above him. Yeah. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to take – I'm going to take Sam over Wyatt in the finals. And Skylar beat Zach Elam, got the first takedown, and just, you know, he did a really good job of just hand fighting, even though Elam's significantly bigger. I'm going to be a homer here. I'm going to take Elam over, or, or Hendrickson over Elam in the finals. Okay. So, all right, let me see where we are in our agenda here. So, We are knocking things out here. So I do want to get to the team rankings eventually because, like, going into nationals. So we're going to stop sharing this. You don't want to do Big Ten? No, we're going to go to Big Tens next. Okay. All right. I got you, man. Where is the Big Tens? Hold on. Cancel. Here they are. Okay. So I'm going to delete this one and delete this one. Delete this one. Okay, here we go. I'm guessing with Heinzelman out, they'll probably redraw the seeds at 125, just so people understand. Uh, Because I think Heinzelman was the number seven seed. Can you see this here? I think uh, Braxton Brown will go to seven, and then – Dean Peterson be eight. Medley be nine. Light everybody up. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you can see this now, right? <clears throat> yep. Okay. So I got odds again. Sure. Okay. I'm gonna pick this just because I want to see it again. I'm gonna pick Spencer Lee against Matt Ramos. 
just because like Matt Ramos is the only guy that's threatened Spencer Lee at all this year. He's the only guy that's had the lead on him for sure, right? Yes. Okay. And so no, 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 that's not true. Penn State had the lead on him. Oh, that first takedown, right? Yeah. And then sort of almost cradle, right? Is he in here? Oh, man, I would have taken the Penn State kid. He's got a nice cradle. Then I'm going to take Spencer Lee over Liam Cronin. I think Cronin's actually the real deal. And, I, you know, I think Ramos is going to be an All-American. I called that early in the year. He's my pick. But I think Cronin is really, really good this year. Yeah. It will be interesting to see where Andres Gonzalez falls in here. I would guess he may fall in at, like, 12, 13, 14. Okay. So you've got – so that in the big – 10 it's like with a guy like spencer so you have cronin over ramos and then barnett's beating mckee every time so i mean there can always be drama but like i got ramos over cronin but i'm sure cronin beat him head to head during the year or else they wouldn't have him seated that way all right 33 so i'm gonna take rby over lucas bird in the finals you love lucas bird i think he's yeah, I think he's tough. I think he's just hard nosed, loves to scrap. I think, uh, I think Jesse's the same way. I just think Bird's just. I mean, I know he beat him this year early in the year, and it was right yeah. on the edge, uh, late second takedown, right at the end. But I think Bird's probably going to take him out this time. And you like Nagao too, but mm. you think Bird gets past him? Yes. How good of a weight is this that Ravon Foley and Taylor Lamont are the nine and ten? Pretty good weight. Yeah. I will agree with you on RBY over Bird. So uh, you know, and I and for all the same reason, I don't think I have a whole lot to add there. All right, 41. So th- for people <clears throat> if they're at their home, it's Woods, Bartlett, Hardy, Tal Shahar, Berglund, Puccino, Oliveri, <clears throat> Felius, D'Amelio, Colmat, and Zargo. So, I'll take Woods. I'll take Woods over Bartlett. I mean, I'll go chalk here. I'll take Woods over Hardy. Okay. They haven't wrestled this year, and I think Hardy's been pretty impressive this year, except for his loss to Arizona State. Yeah, that was weird, though, right? Yeah, he got cradled for six. Couldn't come back. I mean, but he lost by six. It wasn't like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, so the match was even besides that. Yep. That's a Yasagiri kid we we're talking about. Yeah. Okay, 49. So so here's a good example. So Gomez is not the one seed, even though he beat Sasso because it was in the all-star meet, and that doesn't count. So the seeds here are Sasso, Gomez, Yaya, Murin, Van Ness, Blockus, Rooks, Ethan Miller, Chance Lammer, Tony White, et cetera. So, first of all, Mark, how much do you think there's a chance that Gomez just weighs in and steps out and then doesn't wrestle? I think he's planning on wrestling, but I don't know if it's going to hold up for the whole tournament. So I could definitely see him wrestling into the semis and then maybe defaulting out to six. Yeah, I do too. And so he's the two C, which means he'd get Graham Rooks in the quarters but Rooks would wrestle Tony White. Like, he would get a pigtail by, even though there's 14 yeah. guys. I mean, it's important to point out. he So he's he's automatically into the quarters. So if we're right, 
He's only got to win one match. Yep. And that would also prevent him from having to go through any of the crap on the backside to get one of the automatic spots. Correct. Okay. So, so I'm right. gonna, I'm gonna here's I'm gonna take Max Mirren uh, over Sasso in the semis, and I'm gonna take Yanni to make the other finals. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm gonna take Max Mirren to win the Big Tens. Okay. I'm not he that. Beat, now he did. He beat Yaya twice last year. He lost in the duel in a close match. He had Sammy beat last year in the duel, and got reversed with like eight seconds left to lose. So I mean, he's in these matches. I think. It's, I just think it's his time. Okay. We'll see. But he's got to beat Van Ness. Van Ness is tough. Boy, maybe I ought to rethink this. No, I'm gonna still take Muir. He beat. Van Ness, like one takedown and none in the duel, correct? Yes. Okay. I'm gonna take. Take I'm gonna take Sasso over Yaya. All right. I mean, that's not very courageous. Yaya always wrestles Sammy close, but just can't get it done. You know. No. So, all right, one fifty-seven. Peyton Rob, your adopted son Levi Haynes, Kendall Coleman, Chase Saldati, Kobe Seabrook, Will Luan. Michael Carr, Trevor Chumblay, Garrett Modal, De- Brayton Lee is the 11. Patty Gallagher's the 12. This is chaos. Yep. So to put this in perspective, Will Lewan and Brayton Lee were both ranked in the top four in the country this year at the in the yep. preseason, yep. and they are the 6-11 matchup. Yeah. Like they're, they're the match out of the gate. It's nuts. Okay. I'm going to make a crazy pick. I'm going to pick Will Lewan over Peyton Rob to win the tournament. Whoa, here's my, that is great. That, that is. Here's my thought impressive. process. Here's my thought process. Mm-hmm. Brayton Lee has been banged up or just not right all year, so I think Will Lewan can win that match. Okay? Okay. <clears throat> he lost to Kendall Coleman, but he got caught in a six-point move and lost by one. I think that's a lot easier for him to make up that match. Okay. And him and Levi Haynes went to, like, the rideouts. Anytime you're in a coin flip, you can you can reverse that. Plus, I just want to. I've been really chalky so far, so I'm picking that. All right. Well, I'm going to go one step further on you, David, and I'm going to take Mikey Carr to be in the finals against Peyton Rob, and I'm going to take Peyton Rob to win. Okay. So we don't have a lot of faith in Levi Haynes and Kendall Cole. No, I I really like Levi Haynes, but Mikey Carr is undefeated this year. He's four and zero. Yeah. And he's going to be a doctor. He's got to know what he's doing. And he's going to steal a spot. Yep. Because he does. He did not qualify the weight. Okay. Dean Hamidi, Cameron Mean, Patrick Kennedy, Alex Facundo, Carson Karsla. There's a pretty significant drop off after that. Caleb Fish, Max Mayfield, Danny Bronigal, Andrew Sparks, etc. Okay. Mark. This is. I'm going so far out of the ballpark on some of these. I'm going to take Patrick Kennedy to beat Amin in the semis, and I'm going to take Karchula to beat Hamidi in the semis, and I'm going to take Kennedy to beat Karchula in the finals. You know, how many weights do you have Iowa winning right now, Mark? Probably eight, I'm guessing. So you have you have winning 25. Yeah, 41, 49, 65. You have four so far. Yeah, and that may be all I have, but that's still a pretty good tournament for him. Yeah. 
That's interesting. Okay, would it surprise you if Kennedy beat Amin? I mean, would you be shocked? No, what was the score of that match? They close. haven't wrestled. I mean, did not wrestle. Michigan didn't wrestle Iowa this year? They did, but Amin didn't wrestle. Okay. <clears throat> okay, then. Amin yeah, I lost to Facundo, correct? Amin lost to Facundo on the rideouts. Okay. And Kennedy beat Facundo. Kennedy, I mean, beat, Kennedy beat Facundo, yes. Yes. Karchula lost to Facundo, I think, on a kind of a goofy call. He's had a lot of goofy calls this year. And he got pinned by Amin. Like, that's kind of what screwed him up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's – I'm going outside the box. I think I need to shake some things up a little bit. I, I may be wrong. I may not have any of the finalists, but, you know, I, I don't want to go chalk on every weight. Yeah, I do, I do too. I like Kamini, though, just the way he wrestles. Like, I think of all these guys, he has the most offense. And I think at the, this time of the year, offense wins. Um, but I'll take Kennedy to make the finals. I, I, I'll agree with that. All right. All right 74. I, this is like Carter Starachi, Mikey Labs, next topic for me. Yeah. In a, in a really close final, like a 2 1 3 2 kind of final. Yeah. I, I would usually agree with you, David, here on this. Uh, but I don't know. Labriola's quarterfinal match is against uh, Nelson Brands. Um, and he beat him by one in the duel. And that was Nelson's first time out all year long. Um, Do you have them winning? Iowa winning another weight class? No, no. I, I gotta go. I gotta go. Sirachi overlaps. I really wish Edmund Ruth was the sixth seed. I would love to see him trying to come to the bottom side. Yeah, I would too. I think he beats Bailey O'Reilly. I'll say that. Yeah. I know he lost to him, but I think he beats him. Yeah. So, and he hasn't wrestled Sirachi this year. I think that's fascinating. Correct. Okay. Brooks Romero, Salazar, Fine Silver, Assad, Alchuski, Lenny Pinto, Saldano. Then it kind of falls off. Yeah. Who you got? Oh, now I'm going to go Brooks to win it. Is that your you know first what? Penn State guy to win a weight class? Or you had RBY, right? RBY. Okay. I'm going to take Brooks. No, I'm going to have Sriracha. Okay. All right. That's two. That's three. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to take Brooks to win, and I'm going to take him over. Man, I don't know. Salazar's so good. Pinto is a – I love the way he wrestles. He's a scrapper. Can he go – can he run the Romero-Salazar gauntlet? I don't know. I I think he probably could if he beats – if he beats Romero, why wouldn't you think he could beat Salazar? So I'm gonna I'm gonna take Pinto to be in the finals against Brooks. Okay, I'm gonna go Brooks over Salazar. So by the way, we did not do this. Who do you have winning the Big Twelves as a team? Uh, I have. Man, I don't know. I really don't know, David. I I, I guess I'm gonna. I guess. I my picks, I got to take Iowa State because I got them with two champs. Uh, 
I got them at heavyweight winning it, and I have them at 65 winning it. Uh, I got them in the finals at 33. I got them in the finals at 84. I got them in the finals at heavy. I, I don't know. I, I'm going to take Iowa 49. State. Winner. You got to win them 49, too. Yeah, I got Iowa State winning it. Yeah. I'll take Mizzou. All right. Okay. All right. 197. So this is a really interesting seating here. So, like, Max Dean is the one. I think that's pretty clear. He just had that one bad weekend, but nothing bad in conference. But then it goes Allred, Bronigal, Caffey, Warner, Jackson Smith, Gavin Hoffman, Braxton Amos, Michael Foy. I mean, that Michael Foy's your nine, and he beat the national runner-up earlier this year. Yep. So, I'm going to take Max Dean, and I'm going to go way out on the limb and take Jackson Smith. Wow. I watched I watched him pin pin Zach Bronigal, so I know that can happen. Yep. And I don't think he'll have a problem with Billy Janzer. And I think it's a one point match with Allred. And it's picking one versus two is boring. Sure. And I'm gonna pick Max Dean. I think he'll wrestle Warner in the semis. I think he'll beat him two to one, just like he did in the duel. Uh and I'm gonna take him over. Oh, who do I want here? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Gavin Hoffman. That's a good pick. He was an All-American last year, obviously. Yep. Yep. I mean, that's crazy, right? So, like, the the five and the seven seeds were both All-Americans last year. The eight seed was a world age group world champion. So, All right. Paris, Kirkfleet, Cassiope, Davison, top four guys in the country. Then Hilger, McDermott, Orndorff, Jacob Bullock, Jaron Smith, etc. Who you got? Uh, I'm gonna take Paris over. Oh shit! Can't curse, Mark. Uh, I know. I shouldn't have said that. I said uh, I'm gonna take Kirk Fleet. I just think he's just a little bit better than Tony right now. I'll take Kirk Fleet over Paris. Okay. And then that would mess up the rankings again there. Yeah. I guess he would go to one, right? Yep. I mean, because these are the top four guys, and Lucas Davison's got a head-to-head over Schultz, so it would be pretty difficult for Schultz to break into – I mean, the only way that – I don't see how Schultz gets higher than five at Nationals, right? Uh, No, he could get four if Cassiope lost to Davidson. He's beaten him this year, but, I mean, that would be the one way Schultz could possibly get the four seed, but I think they're going to be four and five. I don't think there's any Schultz doubt be, about Schultz that. be Cassiope this year? No, Schultz lost. Cassiope beat Northwestern in yeah. the duel. Yeah, but Northwestern beat Schultz this year. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying if Northwestern beats Cassiope, Davidson beats Cassiope, then maybe Schultz could be the number four seed. Maybe. It feels like those top four, if they they finish in that order, are going to be the top four nationals. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, we'll get into the international stuff last week. The one thing I saw, I'm just curious on this, Thomas Gilman wrestled 61 kilos and I believe got tech fall. Yes, he did. So, I mean, it just shows you nine pounds, a big difference, you know, travel, all that other stuff. 
but you know, like 57 to 61 doesn't sound like a lot because we're used to dealing with pounds, but that's like basically 125 to 134. Yep. You know, give or take. Big, dif big difference. Yeah. I don't think he'll be up there much longer. No. So, and we can get it, we'll get into this more, but one of the things that's really important to understand is the U.S. Open and Final X for this year is absolutely critical. Yep. Because you want to make the world team and you want a medal because then you sit in the Olympic trial finals. So, like, guys like Jaden are already going to the Olympic weight. If you medal at a non-Olympic weight, then you're in the semis, which is like where Jaden would have been last year, where Dake was last year. Not right. last year, but in the Olympic trials. So, you know, but, like, Burroughs will probably take the Dake path and wrestle 79, try to get yeah. another world title, try to get to eight, you know, and then sit still the semis because I don't think he's really worried about any – but plus I don't think he wants to make 74 any more than he has to. Sure. So, all right. Any gigantic upsets, anything else that you're uh, – anything you want to get off your chest before we go? No, I'm good. I'm just looking forward to this weekend of wrestling. I hope I don't have to work the whole time because I want to watch a little bit of the Jucos this weekend. I want to watch NAIA this weekend. And then, obviously, I'm going to be really involved in what's going on in the Big Ten, Big 12, some of these other conferences. I want to see if, I want to see if Yanni can actually win his conference. Why are you saying that? Because he's not, not seated one. Yes. I think he can, David. I don't know what you think, but I think he can win it. You know, what's interesting. GT and I were talking the other day and we were looking up like how many national titles Penn state has won. And it's nine out of the last 12. Yeah. One of the years was COVID. <laughs> I think they were ranked two that year. Iowa was ranked one. The next year, Iowa won it. Yeah. And then there's one year where they redshirted everybody and Ohio State won it. But one of the things that's interesting to think about when you go through this is they've won more national titles in that time than they have Big Ten titles. Yes. So I think but just Gale, for people. Gale peaks his kids for the national tournament, and he's really, really good at it. Yeah, probably the best in the business. Yep. But the other thing is this. Like, there's teams built for shallow tournaments and there's teams built for deep tournaments. Like, I've watched Oklahoma in person back-to-back -back beat Oklahoma State in the Big 12 tournament the last two years in a row. Actually, one year they tied them. They were co-champs. And last year they beat them. And then Dayton Fix outscored them at Nationals. Yeah. You know, but the one year they, they tied them, they were pinning everybody on the back. Yeah. That's what happens at the big big dance when you got 33 kids in a bracket instead of eight or seven. Well, no, big they got big 12's got 13 teams. So I mean I'm not gonna say that. But, the, but, but they're only but they only have like I think the most they have at any weight is six qualifiers, automatic qualifiers. That makes a big difference. Oh, okay. But I think you're literally group. saying bodies. Yeah. No. I mean, but again, that's but that is the reason why. Because they're wrestling guys that maybe aren't aren't as good, and they're pinning those guys. Yep. You know, where at nationals, even if you're ranked really high or seated really high, you know, like if you're a one, two, three, four, you get a twenty nine to thirty two, but then the next round you're getting a top sixteen guy. Yep. You're probably unless you're really good, you're not bonusing that guy. I mean, people do it, but I mean, there's people like Spencer that bonus their whole way through, but for the most part, 
you know, and certainly into the quarters, most people like the amount of bonus points in the quarter semis and finals, I would guess is less than 20%. Yeah. Be interesting statistic actually to look at. It's going to be a great weekend in Russell, no matter what, David. Yeah. So good luck to all the teams wrestling at all the different levels. And there's a few more state tournaments and stuff still going on too. Like the New Jersey individual state tournament is going on and we're paying attention to that because we got a couple teams and hall of fame duels that are in that. So just good luck to everybody doing their thing. For Mark and for GT who's on the road, I'm David. Thank you for watching and listening.